I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. getting harder for you to tell the difference between dreams and reality, Osiris. Pretty soon everything will become a blur to you. Clarity will become a thing of the past. What's never been clear to me is why you always think you have control over me. <laughs> well, that much is crystal clear. You're convinced I don't. <laughs> Osiris, what you and most people misunderstand is that we are all destined to be controlled. Destiny is, in fact, control. Everything we do, every action one takes, has been scripted. There is no way of changing what will happen because it was always meant to happen. There are some really sick people in this world. They do horrific things. They kill, they do awful things to children, and damn near anyone they come in contact with. They're perverted in the worst ways. You mean to tell me they were meant to ravage kids? And the kids were meant to be ravaged? Men and women have the power of free will. That in itself guarantees horrible things will happen. People cannot control themselves because deep down inside, the impulses of humans are animalistic, and animals are violent, ravaging creatures. You are destined to be violent, because you are all born of the flesh, and flesh has animal impulses. So there is something we agree on after all. The desires of the flesh are in conflict with the needs of the spirit. We are, by nature, incapable of being harmonious. The more people stop believing in the spirit, the more they allow their animalism to run unchecked. The balance is broken, and terror reigns in the minds of men. And women. Don't forget that women are just as evil. You do see now. <laughs> Mankind is destined to destroy itself. People cannot help it. <laughs> of course. This means you are destined to destroy all that you love as well, Silas. Certainly you don't think somehow you are immune from any of this. Fortunately, my spiritual needs help keep me balanced. Perhaps this is what the world needs, to be more in tune with their spiritual side. But I can't mandate spiritualism or religion. There will be people clamoring for a revolt. Who says you can't mandate religion, Silas? You are the king! Aren't you the one who said, if you're going to call yourself a king, then act like it? 
Otherwise, don't call yourself a king. If people need a religion, then make them have one. I suppose nothing would make you happier than pushing mankind to do the very thing that puts him in conflict with himself. Too many weak-minded people in the world. This is going to blow up in my face. This is exactly what the world needs, Osiris. I know you won't believe me, but somehow I get the feeling you are about to get some help in that department. Help you never thought was possible. <laughs> New Kingdom Radio Theater. Thank you for letting us in. We are the Haunted Heart. Two best friends joined together by a twisted fascination with magic, madness, and the macabre. Join us on our journey where we are sometimes deep. Did the music just cut out? I can't hear it, Kenny, is it? I can't hear it either. Did you not get a clip that was long enough for the promo? Oh, God. Oh, you know what? You know what? We're trash talent. That's a fair point. This is a podcast for people who like trash. And we are trash. And we like to talk about all things macabre, witchy, true crime, and anything else our little haunted hearts fancy. So join us for new episodes every Wednesday. Tune in to The Haunted Heart wherever you listen to podcasts. And, and as, as always... always Stay spooky. pleasantly stunned at the announcement of the first African-American Pope in history. Cardinal Winston James Davis, who came from the Archdiocese of Baltimore, was chosen at the conclave after the sudden death of Pope Pius XIV to become one of only a handful of popes that came from the Americas. Some said America's influence, and particularly King Silas, had a major hand in the selection of an American Pope. Pope Innocent XIV ascended to the papacy and proclaimed himself the sole voice of God, performing miraculous feats and publicly hailing King Silas as the anointed leader of the world. Catholics and the religiously curious all over the globe suddenly became interested in Catholicism and the church experienced a surge in memberships in communities all across the kingdom. People flocked by the thousands to Vatican City and St. Peter's Square for a glimpse of the American Pope during Sunday Mass. Pope Innocent XIV was extremely charismatic 
and hypnotize people with his golden tongue and handsome charm. With his popularity rising day by day, the Pope made an impromptu visit to the cancer treatment center at the hospital in Rome and met with some terminally ill children. With the cameras recording his every move, the Pope prayed over a group of very sick children. The families, teary-eyed, thanked the pontiff for his visit. As the Pope was about to exit the ward, the children sat up and pulled the wires from their bodies. They jumped off their beds and walked enthusiastically to the Pope and hugged him to a roaring applause. The doctors later announced the children who met with the Pope had been cured of their terminal cancer and were released from the hospital healthier and stronger. Pope Innocent XIV became a sensation on the news all over the world, and the number of those who came to see him at St. Peter's Square grew exponentially. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we are all called upon by God to be of service to all his people. The Christian life is a life of service. It is immensely important, too, that as we head out into the world, we make this our mantra. For it was Jesus himself that has given us our mission. In Matthew 10, 7, Jesus says, As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely as you have received, freely give. To you all I say, we must share the good news of the Lord to all those we come in contact with, as the man, King Silas, has done, helping us cast out demons in that dreadful war. We must embrace and bolster our brother. It is our duty, sanctioned by God and delivered to us by the Christ. And worry not about anyone who will not listen to you. As Christ said, whoever will not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in that day of judgment than for that city.
Well, you have to hand it to the new pope. He sure knows how to add sweetener to a sour dish. The people absolutely love him. There has to be a way to utilize him for our cause. Really, sir? By the sound of his homily, it feels like he is already behind you 100%. I bet whatever you ask him to do, he'd help out. I mean, look at the crazy masses of people showing up to St. Peter's Square. People are filling up churches all over the kingdom. This pope is perhaps the most popular pope in history. He probably thinks you helped him achieve that. Let's not get carried away, Quentin. It's still early in this papacy, and it's already a mad rush to make this guy a saint. He is performing miracles, sir. He's healing sick children. People are bringing their sick family members to the doorsteps of the Vatican, begging for the Pope to heal them. It's insane, I know, but he looks like the real thing. He dazzles you, I get it, Quentin. Folks are easily swayed by people who have something they are desperate for. Like heroin addicts, ready to sell their valuables, their children, and their souls even, just to get a hit. Are you saying that the Pope is like a dope dealer? That's a bit harsh, sir. Well, it's going to take a little more than some parlor tricks to convince me that he is doing all this for the betterment of our brothers and sisters, as he calls us. Now, I'm not so sure. Perhaps you should meet with this new Pope. He has been sending invitations since his first day as the Holy See. Yes, I know, Quentin. I've been meaning to answer him and set a date. Of course. But there's just been so much happening here in Israel. So I am sure he understands. But, uh, I can arrange a meeting, sir. And if I may, Your Majesty, I would like to come along. I think you forget sometimes. You're not the only one around here that was an altar boy. Are you saying you would do me the favor of setting up a meeting with the first American Pope? <laughs> That's mighty thoughtful of you. What a great friend you are. <laughs> I'll get right on it, sir. You do that. While Lord Quentin Capone was making arrangements for Pope Innocent XIV to meet with King Silas, the Alpha Omega visited Lord Shelley during her China strategy surveys just north of Myanmar in Burma. The Alpha Omega appeared to her while she was alone, he said. Anna, you are summoned to do a task. Who are you? Only my father calls me Anna. Your true father is calling you now, Anna. Oh my. You are... The son of man. Anna, listen carefully to what I'm about to tell you. In my hand, I hold a seal. It is the second seal. The first seal was broken for the white horse. This second seal is for you. But I don't understand. Second seal of the Apaka... I'm not worthy of this. Why have I been chosen? The Alpha Omega broke the second seal 
and as the crumbs of the wax seal fell to the floor, a beast came into view out of the corner of Lord Shirley's eye. It was fierce, but when she turned to look at it, it had disappeared. Then she turned her head around, and standing beside her was a red horse. The Alpha Omega made a hand gesture for her to climb on top of the horse. I know you have many questions, Anna. Just know, you will learn and understand the answers as you head out into the world. Wait, what am I supposed to do? You will take peace from the Earth. People will war with each other. This is what you will do. I'm sorry. I... I was planning something in the war that is about to happen. I had thought about this. Wherever you go, take this sword with you. With this sword and your weapons, you will see to it that men slay one another. I don't know what to say. My father, the one who sent me, sees your heart as well. This is what must happen. This is your place in the order of the earth. Now, go and do what you have been sent into this world to do. Lord Shelley rode off on the red horse to take peace from the earth in unison with the king's conquest efforts. She updated her plans, which now included the initiation of widespread uprisings to make Middle Easterners and the Chinese fight amongst themselves. She put together teams of Spartans specially trained in infiltration and sent them into the most populated areas. Their mission was to create great division among the people and encourage them to revolt against one another. Lord Shirley found herself sleeping less, trying to find more efficient ways to accomplish a nearly impossible task. wrong with everything, Jacob? I mean, the whole world is upside down, but people smile and carry on like millions didn't die. People just pick up after one atrocity after another on the news. All over the world. But me, 
Heck, what does the Queen of America have to complain about, right? I don't understand what you mean, Mother. I'm... I... I'm confused. Of course you are. You are a man. And you are so young. You don't know too much yet. You've been too sheltered to know what really happens outside these castle walls. Hey, come on, Mom. I've been trying really hard to keep things in order while Father's away. He has a lot on his mind, and his hands are tied. But I have things under control here. Oh, son. No one has control of anything. Least of all your father. He can't control himself, either. He and that monstrous woman, Lord Shelley. Ugh! Just saying her name makes me sick. Lord Shelley? What about her? You're so naive, Jacob. Everybody walks around like the mighty King of Silas can do no wrong. He loves his family, his queen, and blah blah blah. He's just another pig like all men are. Mom, have you been drinking? Oh my, gee, you've been drinking. Listen, I don't know what you're talking about. Let me get you some water. I don't want any damn water. I want your father to get rid of Lord Shelley. I hate her. You hate Lord Shelley? Why? Because she's a pig, just like your father. You're really not making any sense, Mother. Jesus, do I have to spell it out for you, Jacob? Your father is having an affair with that pig, Lord Shelley. My father and Lord Shelley... No, that's not possible. There's no way. It's true. I know it's true. How do you know this? Two Spartan guards were joking about it, here at the castle. They were sweeping for listening devices or something, and they think I didn't hear them. The nerve of those jarheads, no respect at all. Talking like that within these halls. They have no respect for their queen. Why? Why, Jacob? Why did your father do this? And why with her? She's so disgusting. Come here, Mom. We'll figure out what's going on and get to the bottom of this. Loneliness and me 
Spartans, Mendez, and Thomas, come here. Yes? My prince. When you swept the upper floors for listening devices, you showed me the hologram speaker. What were you two talking about in the halls? We were wondering why a hologram device was in the castle, my prince. Those things are deception devices used by criminals and sickos. That's why we brought it to you immediately. No. No, I mean, what else were you talking about? Were you two joking about something? Perhaps something other than looking for listening devices? No, my prince. We were focusing on where the listening devices were hidden. Are you sure? Because I have it on good authority that you were talking about the king and Lord Shelley. No, my prince. We never uttered a word about Lord Shelley. Certainly not about his majesty. Mendez is correct, sir. We have not said a word about the king or any of the lords. Then how come someone heard you two talking about the king and Lord Shelley? Explain this to me. I do not know, my prince. But with Spartan Thomas as my witness, I did not speak of the king or any of the lords at any point during our sweeps. I swear it on my honor and would gladly submit myself to any torment to prove my innocence. As do I, my prince. We did not speak of anything other than our duties during the sweeps. I also submit myself to any interrogation or torment to my prince. I swear, as Spartan Mendez has, that I am innocent of speaking openly of my king. That will not be necessary. You're both dismissed. Leave me now. Something is very wrong here. Spartans are not capable of lying to their commanders, let alone their prince. It just doesn't make any sense. Could it be my mother's lying? But why? No, that isn't possible. She has no reason to lie. Something very evil is lurking about in these walls. Maybe that hologram speaker was used before they retrieved it. But by whom? I have to let my father know of this. Quentin, something strange is happening at the Grand Castle in New Eden. What is it, sir? I just got off the phone a little while ago with Prince Jacob. 
He says he feels an evil presence within the castle. Ha. Well, his wife is a loaded pistol, sir. So it could very well be the marriage strains all us men feel from time to time. <laughs> I'm being serious, Quentin. I think we need to go to New Eden a lot sooner than expected. But your majesty, lots of schedules had to be shuffled so you could meet with the Pope. Can it wait until after your visit to the Vatican? I am unsure. Perhaps we can wait. Your Majesty, you have an urgent transmission from Prince Jacob at the Grand Castle. Put him through. Father, I think you better come to New Eden immediately. Why? What is so urgent? It's my mother. She's been behaving erratically ever since, well, ever since she accused two Spartan guards of talking about you and... Look, when can you get here? I've never seen my mother act this way. Put your mother on. I want to speak to her. She's indisposed at the moment, Father. She's... She's locked herself in your suite. I'm afraid she's going to hurt herself or someone else. What? I don't understand. What the hell is going on, Jacob? I wish I knew. What should I do? Stay put. I'll be there shortly. Damn it. What is going on, Quentin? I don't know, sir. But something tells me you better get to New Eden fast. I'll send a signal to Gabriel. Should I alert the High Council? Just tell Shelly and Oreb to get ready. But this throws everything off. And someone is gonna hang for it. to The Rise of King Asylus, episode 32, The Red Horse, starring J.V. Torres as King Asylus and Beals, David S. Deere as Pope Innocent XIV, Dominic Notaro as Prince Jacob, John Toby as Lord Quentin Capone, Jordan Blum as the Alpha Omega, Shane Maester as Lord Anna Patricia Shelley, Lynn Spencer as Spartan Mendez, Tim Long as Spartan Thomas, Megan White as Command Operator, and narrated by Sergei Bereshnikov. This episode features the song Loneliness and Me by Wolfie. Download the music of Wolfie on Bandcamp.com today. For more information about the cast, the music, or other contributors to this production, please visit us at www.theriseofkingasilas.com for a full list on our Season 3 episode page. And now, a word from our podcast friends. Have you ever been reading through a sack of comics and thought, maybe I should see what the Sarkham Asylum game is all about? Or been playing Marvel vs. Capcom and felt like you were at a real disadvantage since you didn't know who half the characters were? Well, Play Comics is the show for you. I'm Chris, and each episode we take a look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material. So whether you know the comics and want to know how all these games work, or you know the games and want to find out where all this craziness came from, go check out Play Comics at playcomics.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. This has been a production of the New Kingdom Radio Theater in Baltimore, Maryland. Copyright 2019. And now, stay tuned for episode 33.
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mutual. Happy birthday to you. And many more. <laughs> this was not only a birthday greeting for the Mutual Audio Network, which, as you may know, has been bringing you the finest in audio drama for just a little more than one year, it was also a way of letting you know how long 20 seconds are. Why should you know it? Because the CDC recommends, during this COVID-19 situation, that you and me and everybody wash our hands with soap and water as often as possible for at least 20 seconds. So get all of your fingers, get the palms, get the backs of your hands, and a little bit up your wrists, and make sure you change out your towels more frequently as well. If it helps to sing Happy Birthday or some other song, as you do so, why not? This was a public service announcement from the Mutual Audio Network.